0: Sam Marjofsky here, Nevada's favorite recovering Californian, pleased to be with you folks. Today is Tuesday and Thursday, my gosh, slow. Thursday, the 15th of February, hope all of you survive Valentine's Day. My Valentine's Day gift here to me and to the What's Right Show is something I need to address with all of you. Uh, as uh, as stakeholders in this program and in independence in the radio, in a medium that, of course, I love. I enjoy performing the show every single day. I I care for it deeply, and I think one of the principal things that makes the What's Right show what it is uh, is not me, it's you. You as the audience are what I do this for believe you I uh, I, I believe me I don't, I don't have to you know, I go home and, and and talk to my wife or to the dog uh, but I enjoy this because we've formed a bond and I believe one of the reasons that you and I have a bond is that I have always at all times spoken truth to you. So yesterday said there was a Valentine's Day gift I found out that Odyssey has been uh, well, significant portion of Odyssey, which, of course, owns this station, was purchased by George Soros. little over $400 million investment. Odyssey, of course, is, uh, like many of these media companies, went on a buying spree, rebranded a few times, and is now functionally bankrupt. And so for pennies on the dollar, Soros Fund Management came in and scooped up, I believe, something around a 40% stake in the company. Now, there's a lot of speculation as to what this means. I personally uh, am not here going to speculate and read tea leaves. One thing I want to tell each and every one of you is as news of this spreads, trust me when I say that my independence... The truth that I speak on this program will not be compromised by anyone, and one of the great joys of of doing this program, where I do it here on News Talk eight forty KXNT, is that at no time, even with changing managers and uh, folks in various places in the company, at no time has anybody told me I can't cover a particular topic. And that is, uh, um, I, well, I first off I have to say I'm just I'm deeply grateful for that, and. If you if you know me at all, you know that uh, a surefire way to get me to to lose my mind is is to tell me not to say something. So I'm, um, you know, I I will remain independent. And if a time comes where such independence cannot be achieved, we're going to take this program elsewhere. And that is my promise to you. That is my covenant that I am making with you between I, me, my, I was your host here of the program and. And each and every one of you. So of course, please, um, I encourage you strongly at what's right show, follow us on the socials, or everywhere, I think, but TikTok, obviously. Uh so follow us there because if there are any announcements, new locations, etc., uh that is where we will announce them for you. Now let's talk about Soros for a minute. It is perplexing, it I think to most it's perplexing that a very wealthy successful guy would want to sow seeds of chaos the way he has in this country now one of the principal ways that he's done this is through of course promoting district attorneys into positions across this country who simply refuse to prosecute criminals what is the net result of that well it's pretty simple pretty straightforward Criminals, when facing zero consequences for their criminal behavior, commit more crime. And at the same time, with domestic criminality on the upswing, enforcement at an all-time low, we have an administration also sponsored by Soros and others who has opened the border to a floodgate of criminals from all around the world. Dennis Prager had an interesting article that caught my uh, eye here on this, The Left and Chaos. And it's exactly right. Leftism and liberalism have only two things in common. One is belief in big government, this according to Dennis Prager, which given that individual and societal liberty is in decline as the state grows, is a significant similarity. The other left liberal commonality Is the antipathy to the right and what is it about the right that they hate well one of the fundamental things is order another thing is patriotism family values life happiness have you ever noticed how fundamentally miserable leftists are When you look at videos of uh, libs of TikTok, whatever it is, when you look at those videos, what do you see? I'll tell you what I see beyond mental illness. I see people who are fundamentally unhappy. I see people who are miserable. I see people who are angry because they don't have what you and I have. They don't have intact families, they don't have good relationships. with with their parents and grandparents. They don't have ties to their community. They don't know who they are. And so, driven by avarice, which is, of course, always a powerful motivator for socialists, communists, and leftists across the world, avarice, greed, envy, driven by those negative emotions that we know are terrible vices. They want to tear it all down. Now, it's easy for the billionaires, right? They live behind walls. They have ex-Massad special forces security agents. You know, I have the privilege of mingling in some pretty elite circles around this country and around the world. And I've, you know, dined with people who have are in that class of folks, not with those opinions like Soros has, but with that kind of money. They don't move anywhere without three or four bodyguards around them. So you and I are stuck with dealing with this invasion of criminals, with a surplus of chaos and destruction that is afflicting the world. And guys like Soros, they prey on opportunity, financial opportunity that comes with blood in the streets. It's war profiteering, and he is creating war here at home, in our communities, across this country, destroying everything that is great about America. Now, I'm not allowed to say four-letter words on the radio, but mark my words, if I could, I would tell him to go himself. He is a despicable human being. And so I don't care if he owns the station or not. Uh, I'm going to continue reporting on what he does in this country and the ways that he and others like him have destroyed us. And now it's up to us, right? If we decent good people do not fight back against this if we don't stand up if we don't shout from the mountaintops to encourage each other that we're not alone that there are other people with common sense in our midst that we have friends among our neighbors then I think it this country of ours could be irretrievably lost but I'll continue doing this and appreciate your support. And uh, I cannot tell you again; it, it, none of this, none of this would be possible without you. Quick break. Samerjovsky News Talk eight forty KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, because you deserve what's right.
1: If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer.
0: It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So
1: call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com.
0: I think it's an important question to answer by someone who is on the radio and actually understands business. Sam Marjofsky here, host of the What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law. The question so many people will pose to me, particularly as it relates to the new, uh, <laughs> the new owner of Odyssey, George Soros, is why would a guy who has billions of dollars actually want to undermine law and order, safety, in the country he calls home? Now, I'm... Uh, give me. Let me give you an example of how someone can benefit from crisis. I mean, remember, George Soros made his money by shorting the pound, uh, created a huge problem for the British economy at one point in time. But, but, but look, ten years ago, let me make sure I'm giving. Uh, ten years ago, one of the most expensive places in the country to buy real estate was san francisco now it still is when you're thinking in terms of a basic consumer right you and i when we're buying a house believe it or not san francisco is still fairly expensive though at the high end prices have come down significantly where the biggest drop has been is commercial real estate, because, of course, the commercial district of San Francisco, when you take COVID remote work and mix into it, letting every criminal out of prison there, George Soros, D.A., who was in office for a number of years, Chesa Boudin, created enormous chaos there. What did that do to real estate price? I, I mean, this may not mean anything to you, but you can now buy a it's it might. What I'm saying is it may sound like still a lot of money. But you could buy a, you know, let's call it a thirteen-story office building for twenty-five million downtown. That that building ten years ago would have been a hundred and fifty million. So a guy like Soros, um, you know, (laughs) look, he's he's got a, a. These investors, there's investors that are cleaning up on this chaos that they've wrought. They are tapping into a real hatred of success among the people out there who get, you know, get whipped up into a frenzy and vote these idiots in the office. You know, vote a guy like Chesa Boudin and because hashtag racism, because hashtag, you know, uh, uh, yeah, well, what is all, all the termin yeah. Structural structural oppression, and so these these empty-headed, you know, naive people—not all of them ill-meaning, but naive people—go, yeah, yeah, you struggle. You know, people have been harmed. People need a second chance. But the guys, the puppet masters that are manipulating everybody—they're out there doing what? They're 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 profiting off of this. So I think once the dust settles in all of this and we're actually able to, to write a, um, a dispassionate history, an accounting of all of this, I, I think you'll realize that a lot of this insanity that we have in our country right now has been deliberately inflicted so as to create financial opportunity for the top 1% of the 1%. And I'm all about people making money. I'm not an anti-capitalist. I'm all for people being smart and investing and being, frankly, cutthroat. But what I am not in favor of are people profiting off the destruction of our country. That's a full stop nope for me so it's it's war profiteering, and the war instead of being overseas, the war is right here in our communities in our in our backyards, tearing us apart now there are a couple of examples of this just recently. I was mentioning yesterday how the the yeah the yeah, chicago they brought in a new mayor there he's also an idiot the one before was was probably even dumber but one of the things that is is absolutely wild is that the uh the, they've got a shot system in place a shot detection system now we talked a little bit about this because the shot detection system was uh, was was removed by the by the new mayor and uh, one of the things that's coming out today and it's it's just Blown me away is that apparently he wanted to keep it in place. He wanted to keep. It's called Shot Spotter. There it is, and it's the you know it's you've got cameras that are activated the minute that that a microphone picks up the sound of gunfire, and so police can very quickly pinpoint where gunfire is coming from and obviously respond. So the mayor decides we're going to do away with that system. We're going to do away with it because it's racist. Now, the wild thing is, is that the shot spotter system was um, as it was just due to expire and it was going to expire. And the mayor gets up and says, we're not going to renew the system publicly makes that pronouncement. It's racist, but we're going to hold on to it through August because, of course, the Democratic Convention is in town. So they want to maintain some public safety when, you know, Biden and, and all the Democrats come into town. So what did ShotSpot or the company do? Now they've got him over a barrel. He didn't renew the contract, so they know like, we're pulling it. And they're literally pulling the system. We're not going to give it to you for the next few months if you're not renewing, not signing a contract renewal. He literally shot himself in the foot by removing all leverage that he would have. The smart way of doing it is not making any public pronouncements and say, hey, we're deciding on what to do. We're testing some things out. Why don't you give us a temporary extension through the end of summer? And once that is signed, sealed, and delivered, then you go and say publicly, you know what? We've got to, you know, we're walking away from it after August. It is uh, absolutely remarkable to me about how poorly educated Downright stupid, many of our public servants are. And I'm going to get to Fonnie Willis because, of course, there's a big hearing right now going on in Fulton County. Uh, judges figuring out if to strike her, they're doing an evidentiary hearing to get all the facts out. It is, um, I, I mean, it's for me as a lawyer, it's wildly entertaining. And I'm, I'm now missing Fonnie Willis's testimony. I have to be here live radio and also. I uh, was taken away from it, but I've been, I've been glued to it as much as I can in between doing work. So I will, I will get into that in the second hour. You do not want to miss uh, some of these clips. Uh, it is unbelievable. But she's an idiot. She's the top prosecutor in an important county. She's going after Donald Trump, past president, possibly future president, and she's a moron. She's not an intelligent person and moreover she's deeply compromised so all of that is coming out and it's i mean for me it's a beautiful thing to watch but it's yet another example of how these people that we put into these positions are astoundingly uh, poorly uh, prepared and incapable of of doing you know things competently by the way here's another example of chaos you know biden Uh, The DOJ just filed a lawsuit against the state of Tennessee. Guess why? I mean, the DOJ is suing Texas for protecting the border. That's a no-go. Can't have that. Can't have an individual state take a stand against chaos. The system requires chaos in order for liberalism, socialism to spread. But what did they do now? They sued the state of Tennessee because Tennessee made it illegal for prostitutes to knowingly spread HIV. And you know what their argument is? Biden's DOJ's argument is that it's a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Now, let me, let me just tell you this. Knowingly having intercourse with someone when you've got HIV is attempted murder. Okay. At the very least, it is assault. That's, it goes to, to the granular nature of common law. This is, um, this is astounding. And that is, these are the kind of people that are running our government right now. These are the people that make it their jobs day in and day out to sow seeds of chaos, to wreak havoc upon us gotta stand up folks before it's too late all right more on this and of course funny willis i'll get to it when we come back sam Jaworski, news talk 840 the what's right show is brought to you by Sam and ash injury law because you deserve what's right Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up.
1: Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit SamAndAshLaw.com.
0: Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the What's Right Show. Pleased to be here with you this beautiful day Uh, yes, well, Yes, yes, yes. We're we're doing great. Uh, Samerjovsky, the What's Right show is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just somebody just sent me a link here to George Soros, the new owner of Odyssey, being helped by four dudes into the water over in Barbados. Now you know I've I go to Barbados uh, every year uh, in um, in November. A beautiful spot. Um, I'm trying to see if I know where this beach is. Uh, but yes, uh, by the way, news about George Soros, other news is that his son is dating Huma. They were out on a Valentine's date. So this is, you know, this is when, you know, Hillary Clinton's, uh, you know, well, <laughs> did you say server? Server eraser? Well, Hillary Clinton's right hand starts dating Hillary Clinton's bank. (laughs) Oh my goodness, life just uh, doesn't get any better. All right, Chicago, speaking of chaos, uh, sown by the donations of wealthy billionaires like Soros who love to undermine peace and prosperity in America. Even Democrat aldermen are getting up there. Those are like councilmen are getting up and standing up in Chicago calling the mayor an idiot because he declared that he wouldn't be renewing the ShotSpotter contract, which is a software program that picks up gunshots and then reports them in real time to police. He wasn't going to renew the contract, even though he wanted to extend it, he said publicly, until September so that it would be in place for the Democratic Convention this summer. This is well
2: put. The city has lost all its leverage when you make an announcement that you're canceling ShotSpotter uh, and extending it until September without having a signed contract. They can turn the switch off at midnight, Friday night, uh, because they don't have a signed contract.
0: Yeah, They don't have a signed... Exactly. Right? So then... um... Yeah, Chris Taliaferro, who is also a Chicago alderman, said this Tuesday night to NBC Chicago.
3: It is a great loss for the city of Chicago, particularly
0: as we prepare to go into the summer months and as we go into a Democratic National Convention
4: already with a police department that is undersized um, by at
3: least 2,000 officers. Anytime that we're talking about the loss of life and the ability to save a life, uh, we need to put all pride aside and, and, and see if we
0: can fix this for the benefit of the residents. Good gracious. So what's, what's the controversial thing about a program that helps law enforcement respond to gunshots? Because, you know, the, the non-crazy world that you and I live in, I think that seems pretty reasonable. Well, here is Navjot here. <laughs> Navjot is an activist for Stop, Shotspotter Coalition, the SSC. And so he went on the same news program to explain why this is a bad thing. The company that sells this product, oh, now she. named Sound Thinking, formerly known as Shotspotter, really just profits off gun violence, and that is unacceptable. <laughs> profits off of Sorry, it's a it's a it's a female. Um at least I you know, presume it is. So it's unex <laughs> Is it it's unacceptable to profit off of gun violence? They're creating a product that literally helps shorten police response times. See, that's a made up thing, right? What are we going to do? We're going to outlaw home alarm companies because they're profiting off of theft or protest against them. Are we gonna we're going to outlaw airbags and cars because they profit off of you know companies that make airbags profit off of car accidents. Hell, salmon ash injury law would be out of business, and I guess I technically profit off of off of injuries. But I perform a vital service. So does you know? So do airbag companies, and and so do home alarm systems, and certainly so does shot stopper spotter. Excuse me. This is wild stuff. So, this argument, right, is so thin, right? It's non existent. It's logically flawed. It, it's, it's profiting off of gun violence. It's such a stupid thing to say and illogical that you, you've got to think there's something else behind it. Now when it comes to the politicians there are there are two things behind it. One, they want chaos in the streets and two, they want to be able to say that their statistics have gone down by cooking the books and having fewer reported shootings. I don't know if you've been following the story from yesterday, the Kansas City parade, victory parade shooting suddenly's gone away right. I mean the day it was happening I'm getting all of these uh, given that I'm here at the station getting all of these uh, reports, CBS News, CBS News update shooting, you know, you've got the governor of California again saying we need a constitutional amendment back guns. And then it turns out, well, not only are all three perps persons of color, which quickly doesn't make it anywhere, but also more importantly, at least one of them is an illegal alien. And he shares a name with someone suspected of a bombing. That connection hasn't been made yet, so I don't want to get you know, too far down that, down that rabbit hole. Watch the story dis- disappear. I've always said this about guns, by the way. I don't think that there was a time uh, in our nation's history that there were more guns per capita than following the Civil War. Right everybody came home from the civil war had a musket you know had a rifle um, and uh, and so and had maybe had a pistol I mean there was a, there were a lot of guns per capita in the US back then How many school shootings were there right how many mass shootings were there And there are a lot of reasons there's never an easy answer for something But I I want to know why you know I mean I, I don't have the statistic in front of me but when it comes to crime in cities like Chicago I want to know why nationally right 14% population rate is I think African American and and nobody wants to say I mean, how many 60% of the shootings who's more likely to be a victim of a shooting I mean black on black shootings are, are, are statistically uh, f- uh, f- incredibly higher than any other vari- variation and that's why the NAACP, when they wrote what I think was a very brave letter uh, there in Oakland, California. And the first point that they make in the letter is that this, this chaos, this, this leftist perpetrated bloodletting that is occurring in our communities is predominantly affecting the poor and those um, who are minorities. And they're not wrong. And because it was the NAACP, of course nobody could point a finger at them and say racist. But also, it got roundly ignored. To be perfectly blunt, so you know, I, I'm just I'm just pointing some things out. This is important stuff. Well, wow, this is immigration debate <laughs> that people are rebelling, Lakewood. City council meeting. So another. This is this is uh in 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 right outside Denver. This is another part of this, right? Nobody wants to talk about how we already have a crime problem. We already have a gun violence problem. We already have, you know, we already have a cultural rot problem. So what are we going to do to make this better? Oh, I know. We're going to import five thousand fresh people a day. We have no idea who they are. They're all here to seek a great new future, right? They haven't been vetted. They haven't been screened. They haven't been tested for diseases. They haven't... They just, they just walk into the country. Meanwhile, you and I, if we, you know, go on vacation, go down to Mexico, come back, and we're going, you know, crossing the border, you know, 20 questions, go through our bags, get checked, show our passports. When I travel to Mexico, I've always said this is a fun fact. You go to Mexico... They do not mess around. You're almost, they have a little random thing, but for whatever reason, every time I press the button, I I get randomly selected. So then it's off to the second line, go through my bag, ask me 20 questions, give me the third degree. Yeah, I'm I'm here to sneak into the country. Yeah, that's really, I'm here to stay. (laughs) You know, I mean, they have a border that they secure. They have border patrol agents. What the hell are we doing? And I think people are having enough. I got to take a quick break, but the people are starting to wake up. This meeting that was out in Denver, where the Lakewood City Council said, you know, well, we're going we're gonna to have to bring in some migrants here and, and help um, take care of them. Boy, they got an earful from residents. You do not want to miss this. Sam Marjofsky, News Talk 840. You're listening to The What's Right Show, brought to you by Salmon Ash Injury Law. In a crash, call Salmon Ash 702 820. One, two, three, four, because you deserve what's right. The voice of reason in a chaotic world. Sam Rajovsky here, live from downtown Las Vegas. It's a beautiful day, warming up a little bit this week. Very happy about that. If you'd like to reach me, Sam at SamAndAshlaw.com. Sam at SamAndAshlaw.com. And um, yeah, so I, Lakewood City Council, that's a suburb of Chicago, uh, excuse me, of uh, Denver, Colorado. Resident group got up and uh, loudly sought to reject the city council's plans to take migrants in from Denver. This is part of the rebellion I'm talking about. People are rising up. Listen.
4: Any city resources, time or money, focused on non-citizens, necessarily steals from our infrastructure schools security and human services and we are already doing our part as federal taxpayers colorado springs has already told denver no migrants and you must do the same
0: okay here's another resident
4: city manager and city staff should be focused on the immediate needs of Lakewood. Should residents who've lived here and paid taxes here their entire lives have to worry if their car will still be in their driveway tomorrow morning when they get up to go to work? Should they worry about shoplifters who have no fear of shoplifting cartfuls of items out of stores while they pay for their groceries? Focus on being good neighbors and fixing what ails Lakewood first.
0: This is exactly right. We have governments, both federal, state, and local across this country, who are more obsessed with inflicting. I mean, well, they're more obsessed, certainly. I think it's ultimately with inflicting chaos, but their stated objective is diversity, helping people around the world. People want to come here, Sam. You got to be compassionate. They want a better life for themselves. Okay is what I would say to that. Okay, I am the son of immigrants. My parents came here to seek a better life. Yes, I still think America is the best country to live in the world, period, full stop. I don't care if Tucker Carlson goes to Moscow and, um, <laughs> yeah. and Walter Duranty's all over us with his accolades for how nice it is there. I wouldn't want to live there, not for all the tea in China. But what I will tell you is I absolutely, I absolutely believe that we ought to pick and choose who comes here, whereas Trump turned out to be a prophet. He was 2015, 16, he was talking about how we're not bringing the best people into this country from places like Mexico, El Salvador, Guatemala, etc., So this is, um, this is, this is wild. I, I mean, it's just, and, and by the way, here's another lady. She goes, last few years, we've seen our quiet Lakewood suburb, and you could put in any name. You could put any town in the USA, turn into a place where there's drugs, prostitution, and crime all over. We've seen increasing support for building facilities for the homeless. But if we do that, we're going to become the center for Colorado to send their homeless. But it's not just homeless. It's all these migrants. The migrants are now taking away from our own homeless population. So it's, it's, it's wild. One more, I gotta play. I just I love seeing this meeting.
3: This transfer station, which is gonna turn into a money pit and a magnet for every criminal that's coming across the border. Don't we have enough problems in lakewood without importing them from denver who was saying yeah lakewood you're stupid enough to take all of them take our problems you dummies it's a <laughs> money pit and you guys are responsible for our money don't screw it up can't you guys think five minutes
0: ahead Do- no they can't as politicians They're not thinking five minutes ahead, but trust me, the people out there who are dropping billions into these elections, they are. And their strategy is to sow chaos and discontent, malice throughout this country, get us to fight amongst ourselves, let there be blood in the streets, create economic opportunities for those who have amassed vast fortunes. While you and I and our families are left in a far less safe and sound country than the one we inherited. It's very sad. Now, Seth Meyers, late night host, is telling Democrats to not parrot GOP immigration talking points. Um, I think he's got this wrong. The House GOP is even smaller now because the Trump brand is toxic in swing districts. It's not a serious governing party. So maybe instead of parroting GOP talking points on immigration, Democrats could make a positive progressive case for why we should protect and stand up for asylum seekers. The next time Republicans ah. claim they want to work out an immigration compromise, don't fall for it.
3: Just say no.
0: Yeah, here's here's the issue. I, I think most Americans uh, right now, since we know that immigration is the number one issue among independents, are starting to actually realize that we need to close the border. Problem with Seth Myers and every other lib that's on TV is he is Heavily protected lives. I always say this. Doorman apartment. He gets in a car outside his. You know, drives to work. Is driven to work. His office building is locked down. Everybody needs ID. Goes through metal detectors to go in. When he and his family go on vacation, it's to you know, resorts that are that are guarded. The wealthy can opt out of the chaos. People with money can provide security and safety for themselves. And by the way, the same people that have put us in this mess also want to take our guns away. Have You ever thought of that? So they've flooded our country with dangerous illegals. They have let and continue to let criminals, both domestic and foreign, out of jail immediately. No bond, no bail, no nothing. And then they turn around, have the gall to say, and by the way, Sam, you really shouldn't have an AR-15. Are you effing kidding me? I think... Most important thing now is is not just the gun, but the ammunition. I trust me with with south of the border gangs. A, a, you know what? What am I supposed to do? A nine millimeter handgun supposed to do the job when seven guys pull up in front of my house, armed to the teeth? No, this is this is insane. So I'm. You know, I'm gonna say, what was this back in 2020? These were uh, Biden voters in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, so this is um, this is this is interesting. Listen to this
4: the three Democratic voters we met up with at Detroit's Cadillac Square Diner are facing a different reality.
0: Do you feel like inflation is
4: getting better?
2: I do not feel like it's getting better. I have a photo booth business, Um, I do some graphic design, so you have to get creative to supplement because it is not working.
4: All three gladly voted for Biden in 2020. Now they've got major reservations. Are you better off now than you were in January Um, of
3: 2021? No, I'm not. I mean, that's, that's me being honest. I'm working five times harder when I calculate everything. Hours worked to amount of money bringing in is nowhere near as high as it was in 2020 or 2021. How
4: do you feel? I worry. I mean, I have two kids who are 19 and 21. <clears throat> what I'm reading and hearing about the job market, I'm scared for them. I'm really scared for them.
0: Now, my question is, why now, CBS? But here's the connection they're not making. The job market is terrible. Yes, yes, we have inflation, of course. Everything costs more, but the job market is terrible. When will the media connect this mass migration into this country since all of these people are not criminals, according to the leftist media? They're all good people that want jobs and a better future. When are they going to realize that folks on the ground in America, blue-collar Americans, are getting shafted by an influx of 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 what do we have uh, now seventy thirty five thousand plus migrants a week, thirty five thousand. It's astonishing. They've got to start connecting the dots to this. So I, you know, Seth, um, you know, with all, with Myers here uh, talking about how the Trump brand is toxic, the worse it gets, the more uh, present and in. Um, and and correct trump will be proven to be and it you know i i think they're all just this is all wishful thinking on the part of democrats all right fonnie willis up next what a mess sam rachofsky news talk 840 kxnt
1: If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer.
0: It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So
1: call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com.
0: Greetings and welcome to the What's Right show. Sam Rojofsky here fighting government-sponsored narcissism wherever I find it. So, uh, speaking of that, uh, today, a fiery day in Fulton County. The judge presiding over the case there, the RICO case involving Trump and his allies, his co-defendants, Scott McAfee, holding an evidentiary hearing as to the exact when, what, who, and where of Fonny Willis's relationship with Nathan Wade, seeing if there was a fraudulent declaration filed with the court under oath. That relates to what the start of that, when the start of that relationship happened, and um, then also determining if Fonny Willis was in fact profiting off of the case. And as best as I understand it, the allegation or the 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 theory of course is um that you know she was paying all of this money perhaps more than ought to have been paid and i would argue significantly more than ought to have been paid to an attorney and prosecutor that she hired as a special prosecutor for the trump case nathan wade and that Now, there's testimony today on the record alleging that the relationship started way before this case, that it goes back several years, and that one, Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade lied to the court about when the relationship started in their affidavit, and two, that, you know, this relationship was, you know, extramarital, right? Nathan Wade was married at the time, and that public dollars you know paid to nathan wade and his law firm for his work on the case were in fact then funneled into junkets vacations cruises and the like that were enjoyed by this couple and have really nothing to do with 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 the job of getting trump does that make sense robbie kick me if i if i've if that didn't make sense now, here are the players, right? So you've got the judge, Scott McAfee. You've got Fonnie Willis, Nathan Wade. They're the people who's, um, they're, they're the ones who are screwed, right? They started by screwing, and now they're screwed. Ashley Merchant is the lawyer for Michael Roman. Michael Roman's a political operative. He's 51 years old. He's one of the co-defendants. And uh, he was, yes, he, was, he worked for the Koch brothers uh, before he w- worked for Trump. He was, he's a Republican operative. And uh, so he's, but his lawyer is, is is fiery. Let me tell you that, Ashley Merchant. And um, so today we heard, well, we heard a lot from her, of course, the uh, uh, the Georgia attorney, uh, in, uh, there's a, uh, there are, yeah, there are lawyers representing the district attorney's office that are fighting for Fonnie Willis remaining on the case. There are a few uh, people there. But we heard from a woman named Robin bryant yurty robin yurty and this is a former friend of willis's who said that the relationship between her and wade started in 2019 not in 22 as claimed then there's a friend terrence bradley who was a former law partner of nathan wade and he's the prosecution's top witness in the hearing right he's the guy that is well there was some back and forth and I need to go through because of course it was all happening as we were starting to get on air here and but but Terrence Bradley the Terrence Bradley knows everything okay there was an enormous fight this morning back and forth as to whether his testimony is protected under attorney-client privilege now uh, Remember, they're going after Trump's lawyers. They're suing Trump's lawyers. They're getting them to testify against tra- uh, lawyers. And there's, you know, citing crime fraud exceptions. There's different exceptions and, and um, reasons for why attorney-client privilege can be broken. But Terrence Bradley, the part I saw today was he he spent, what was it, 30 minutes, 35 minutes refusing to answer any questions. He kept saying, that he'd consulted with the state bar and that his testimony could not be elicited because of the fact that he represented at one point in time, Nathan Wade in his divorce. Now, why was Nathan Wade getting a divorce? Well, because he was stuck in the DA. That's why he was, him and Fonnie Willis were, were banging. I'm just trying to explain. That's not a legal term, but you know, they were engaged in activities that probably weren't particularly pleasing to his wife. So uh, why is this important? Well, the question is, for example, when did when did Nathan Wade talk to you that he was getting a divorce? Terrence Bradley goes, whoa, I can't answer that well as his friend and law partner before you represented him were you aware I can't answer that I didn't I didn't attorney client privilege this guy was weaseling his way out of it it was unbelievable there folks this was in some a complete and total disaster so let's go through this because there's a few different components here then of course Nathan Wade testified so here's uh, here's let's 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 start with Nathan Wade, because, of course, he's. He's yeah, they it's all about the travel. So they shared travel together. But he's trying to claim that Fanny reimbursed him. Fannie reimbursed him. And it's kind of interesting how she did this. You
4: said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel, though, correct? Yes, ma'am. OK. So this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed
2: you. She did.
4: And where did you
2: deposit the money she reimbursed you? Oh, it was cash. She didn't. She didn't give me any checks.
4: So she paid you cash for her share of all these vacations.
2: Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. Yes, ma'am.
4: Okay. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for. Yes, ma'am. And you purchased all of these vacations on your business credit card, correct? Yes, ma'am. And you included those in deductions on your taxes, correct?
0: No, ma'am.
4: No, you did not. All I needed.
0: This is a bad situation. I. <laughs> no, you did not. All I needed. So they were. One of two things is true, right? Let me just explain this to you as a lawyer and a business guy. Either they were business trips. And they would be deducted for business travel because that's what you do in which case he's committing tax fraud and he's just admitted to it on the record because of course if you submit a deduction for ten dollars and you got five dollars back in cash uh, and you're taking the ten dollar deduction you should only be taking a five dollar deduction and the irs will come after you and spank your a money money it's kind of what the irs does or the other is true these trips Were not business related. These were fun trips that the two of them were taking. And what they're getting at is let's see the receipts, let's see what this was all about. That's where it gets complicated.
4: Miss Willis paid you in cash all the money for the entire trip. That was a gift for you for your birthday, correct? Yes, sir. And I'm sure you probably have the deposit slips where you took the cash and deposited the cash into your account, don't you? I did not
2: deposit the cash in
4: my account. You don't have a single solitary deposit slip to corroborate or support any of your allegations that you were paid buy Mrs. Willis in cash, do you? No, sir. Not a single solitary one? Not a one. Now, when Miss Willis would pay you in cash, do you go down to the ATM with Miss Willis while she drew out $2,794 to pay you in cash? Did you go to the ATM
2: with her? <laughs> no, sir. She didn't go to the ATM. She carried the cash.
0: Okay. I Can I just ask you this? And I say this as somebody who... Uses cash tips and things like that when I'm here around town um, you know I don't get I have to go to the bank to get cash alright because I'm not a drug dealer okay I have to go to the bank I gotta withdraw it okay uh, or the ATM but what a DA what is a DA making right what it, what, I, And hear me out on this what do you think her salary is Whatever it is, hundred eighty k, two hundred k, I don't know, two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, after taxes and everything, you know, what is it? Well, one thirty, fifty, something like that. Okay, after all her bill, I mean, does she? Go, what? Who does this? What, do you believe any of this? Is my point? There is no reason for her to give him cash. So again, one of two things—one of two things—is possible here, and only two things. One, um, she must have cash that she has been is given on the fly by people that she doesn't report in taxes, and so she's giving him cash money. Or I guess maybe a th- second, th- third thing is, or she doesn't carry a checkbook, but who doesn't have a checkbook? Or she can't transfer money to him. she doesn't venmo him the money right who does this or alternatively none of this happened it is do not let anybody do not let anybody tell you that today's case is about two people that like each other and love each other love is love it's just sex Sam don't be a prude I'm not judging them for fooling around in their marriage that's not that's not the issue here it really isn't. It's that someone who has put it upon herself to get Trump and to interfere in the 2024 election is actually legitimately a criminal. That is what this is about. More when we return. Sam Marjofsky, News Talk 840, KXNT. Boy, I, folks, I'm just getting started. You do not want to miss this. Rarely wrong always right. Sam Marjofsky here, News Talk 840, KXNT. Friends, welcome back to the program. All right. Today, big day uh, in uh, Fulton County, Georgia. All of Fonnie Willis's dirty laundry aired for the world to see. She was not pleased. Um, it was, well, well, uh, she got feisty to the point where she's like, you're on trial. You're on trial for election interference. I'm not the I'm not the bad person here. So
4: your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may
2: have taken. When no, this gonna, and, well, no, no, no. Look. <clears throat> I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial.
0: No, ma'am, you are on trial. It's an evidentiary hearing, okay? May not be an actual case yet, but but from what I saw today, to be perfectly blunt, uh, Fannie Willis is likely to lose her law license and possibly end up indicted. It is that bad. But she continues to pivot to the political arguments which have protected her for so long. Now, what have I always told you about this? I've told you that people like Fannie Willis... They are, well, they they are so convinced because of all the accolades that they get from everybody around them that they're going after Trump, they're going after Trump, they're saving democracy, they're heroes, they're wearing capes, they're just flying through the air and defending the country that all that press gets into their heads. And they think that all they need to do, the most important thing, the only thing they need to do is to fight for democracy, which actually literally the opposite thing. They just need to fight against Trump and, and Trump. And as long as they do that, they'll be protected. That's why she's so hostile here. Moments ago, questioning continued. Um, and Fani says, well, yeah, no, I, I, I want to be here. I want to be here. It Didn't quite sound
3: like it. I think we have to I very serialized. much want
2: to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much
3: want to be not here. Not so much that you're hostile, Miss Wilson. This is the judge. First witness. Your interests are opposed to Miss Merchant's. <laughs>
2: Ms. Merchant's sir. entrance are,
0: per- are contrary contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not yeah. to mine. All right, let's so, uh, we can just ask keep, that we, we can keep
4: things
3: moving. Ms. Merchant, Thank next you. question.
0: The judge is very patient. Oh, well, you're not a hostile witness. You know when you say hostile witness, it's when you're okay. Well, you, there's certain ways you question a witness uh, in on direct, and then you 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 know when you cross examine a witness, if it's your witness, you know you can't you you can't. You, you've got to follow certain rules on direct. Unless, of course, you can have the, the uh, witness declared a so-called hostile witness, and then you can basically cross-examine them in your, in your direct. And that's what's going on here. So, it's not, and the judge goes, well, you're not hostile, but you're an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Miss Merchant, so she can do this. Miss Merchant's art, and then you hear her just choking on there. This is a DA who has been at no loss of words to make public pronouncements against Trump and against his co-defendants, including filing charges against my friend, John Eastman. And this, you know, B can't go, Miss Merchants are contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not mine. The judge's like, all right, we can keep things moving. Next. So then, where does your cash come from? All that cash, remember? Played that to you, her boyfriend, and an employee prosecutor saying, oh, she would always repay me in cash. So how do we explain all this cash from somebody who gets a paycheck, pays her you know, taxes, presumably, and probably doesn't have a ton of cash laying around? And, yeah, it's perplexing also because, you know, we could subpoena her bank records. She's got a checking account. She gets paychecks probably auto-deposited into her account. Where are all the cash withdrawals? Where are the tens of thousands of dollars of cash withdrawals to pay back her half of all of this travel? Hmm.
2: When you go on a date, you should have cash in your pocket. So, my question was where did that cash originally come from? Yep, it came out of the bank. Cash is uh, fungible. I've had cash (laughs) for years in my house. So for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get fifty dollars, you throw it in there. When it's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like to tell you, I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have, but I'm building back up now. So you just put money in. It's a very good practice. I would advise it to all women. So you can't identify when you came into this cash or where the cash came from? <laughs> I didn't say I not identify it. No, nobody gives me anything. I am sure that the source of the money is always the work, sweat, and tears of me.
0: Well, if? I mean, I don't want to be rude here, but is she got a side business? Cash isn't... Did you just know that cash is fungible? I, did we learn something here that you did? Does cash just appear out of thin air for you guys? Let me know if I'm doing it wrong. Then I, you know, I I need to I yeah This is a joke. This is an absolute joke. So then she tries to prosecute the witness from the uh, from the witness stand. And that does not go particularly well. Yeah, Mr.
4: Oh. Wade visits you at the place you laid your head. When? Has he ever visited you at
2: the place you laid your head? So let's be clear because you've lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in right here. I think you lied right here. No, no, no no, judge. No, no, no. This You're is the truth. Judge, it, this it is, it, is, it, it is a lie. Is. It We're is gonna, a lie.
3: Right, Mr. Sainz, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. Yes. Be back in five.
0: Yeah, you know, it's falling apart, guys. It's falling apart rapidly. Oh, my goodness, what a mess. So I want to get into some more of Nathan Wade's testimony when we return, because this is, um, I mean, I'll tell you, I think that this is absolutely not going well at all. And what's the media reaction to this? We'll get into that, too, because I think it's gotten so bad that at this point, even... I think even the media is starting to turn on this in a significant way. I'll give you an example of that when we come back. Good heavens, and this was supposed to be the prosecutor that had the goods on Trump. This was the person who we were told was going to get Trump, you know, absolutely clean his clock. This was the person who was crossing the T's and dotting her I's and who was just one of these really mega-sharp lawyers, and, and now it's turning to be a, just an enormous clown show from top to bottom. All right. Again, if you need to reach me, Sam at SamandAshLaw.com. Sam at SamandAshLaw.com. Of course, you're listening to The What's Right Show. We'll be back on the other side of this break. The, uh, this hour of the program has been brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law in a crash called Sam and Ash. because you deserve what's right. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up.
1: Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com.
0: All right, welcome back to the What's Right Show, your place for common sense conservatism, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m., right here on News Talk 840 KXNT. So, Nathan Wade was one of the witnesses today in court, along with Fonnie Willis, answering questions about their affair. And, of course, the allegation is that, one, they both lied to the court uh, about the start date of their relationship, and, two... And two, you know, there's a question of propriety having uh, to do with Fonnie Willis hiring her boyfriend to be a prosecutor on the case, overpaying him is the allegation, and then him using those funds for the two of them to go gallivant around the world. So there's a lot of talk about travel. A lot of talk about travel. Nathan Wade gets asked by one of the lawyers, the lawyer for Mike Roman, who is a Trump co-defendant, he's the one bringing this motion to disqualify Fonnie Willis, uh, asks her, um, uh, she's asking uh, Nathan Wade about a cabin, and presumably she has receipts for this, like the lawyer knows what she's asking for, and um, as this is getting asked, uh, Fonnie Willis is looking up at the ceiling, I mean, she's getting very uncomfortable, it's... um, well, here it is. I'm
4: asking if you remember paying for a cabin six months ago in Tennessee. No. You remember booking a cabin?
0: I
2: booked lots of cabins.
4: Did you go to a cabin with Miss Willis ever? Ever. Ever.
0: She's looking up at the ceiling. Wade looks up at the ceiling. No.
4: You've never gone to a cabin with this. Woman.
0: No. I, I. I think they're going to catch him lying under oath. Here is what I think. I think it's just the whole thing's getting worse. So Nathan uh, Wade is testifying that the relationship began in March 2020, which is uh, you know there's an important time frame here. This is what he said.
4: When did your romantic relationship with Miss Willis begin?
0: 2022.
4: When? In 2022.
2: Early 2022.
4: So you were appointed in November of 2021? Yes, ma'am. And your relationship started early. What's early, January, February?
2: Around March.
4: Around March.
0: Well, the friend in this case testified earlier that it happened in 2019. Excuse me, I said 2020, but it's the 2022 is when they've both testified that their relationship began. But the allegation is that the relationship occurred in 2019 already. And there's corroborative evidence of that. I mean, this is a mess. Fonnie Willis's former friend, Robin Yurti, who was on the stand prior to Nathan Wade testifying, said that 2019 was the start of that relationship.
4: Let's when I ask you personal, do you take that to mean romantic? Yes. yes. And do you understand it, that their relationship began in 2019 and continued until the last time you
0: spoke with her? Yes. All right. So they're saying, listen, don't. <laughs> this is... And so this is somebody who knew, had firsthand knowledge. And remi- I just want to remind you that the um, Terrence Bradley is the guy who has... Also, firsthand knowledge, the friend of Nathan Wade, who was his law, former law partner, and he got up there and says, "No, no, no, it's all covered by attorney-client privilege. I can't, I can't get into any of this. I can't get into any of this." I mean, if he could be a stand-up witness and support his friend and the Fulton County DA and say, "No, no, no, it all started in 2022. I know that. Came into my office, told me he wanted a divorce." 2022. That's when it all started. But he can't say it, which is why he's fighting tooth and nail from having to testify. It's wild stuff. Now, I mentioned just before the break that they're starting to lose the mainstream media. Here is MSNBC legal analyst today uh, speaking about this. This is um, a lawyer named Carolyn Polisi and uh, she doesn't seem to be very convinced that things are looking good for Fonnie Willis.
4: Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic, this is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court. It's, it's a huge deal, I, I can't overstate it.
0: This is, um, I, and I agree with this by the way. I think that this is absolutely uh, devastating. So, um, I mean, look, uh, yeah, I mean it, and and by the way, there's there's other shenanigans too. There was a look at this guy. Well, one of the one of the things that was that was going. Fulton County's withholding contracts for other lawyers on the case, and Ashley Merchant a lawyer from mike roman said that this was uh, possibly happening listen
4: so i have not gotten all of the invoices um from mr wade i started asking for those back in september through the open records and i got some of them piecemeal the open records officer said i had gotten everything and then the state attached a couple more so now i have even more but there's still a couple that are outstanding we put that um, in a very detailed pleading and letter to the fulton county um county attorney we have not received a single invoice from mr bradley we do not have a current contract for Anna Cross or John Floyd and the issue with that is that Ms. Willis made statements that she paid them the same amount of money. The contracts we have for Mr. Floyd that is an incorrect statement.
0: See, this is the this is the this is the issue, right? What if what if she was paying her boyfriend far more money? Far more money than she was paying the other people. What if she was paying him more money so that the two of them could go on lavish trips what if well that's the allegation right and then that's why there's all this testimony to him being repaid in cash but nobody can prove that they received the cash nobody can prove that they withdrew the cash nobody can make any statement to that effect so it's it's you know and and let's just remind you right when asked back in the 2020 campaign, Willis was asked by the Atlanta Voice why people should vote for Fonnie Willis for a DA. Funny enough, this was her answer.
2: Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees, because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children, because we deserve better. Ha,
0: The whole thing is just falling apart before our very eyes. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, let's round up on some of the stuff, further drip-drip on Trump and spying on his 2016 campaign. Of course, we now know that it is very likely uh, that the intelligence community here in the U.S., contracted with partners abroad to spy on people inside the trump campaign trump's associates perhaps even trump himself there is a missing binder of information that uh, went missing after the raid to mar-a-lago where trump had all of the goods basically on these people and the strong suspicion is now that the raid was initiated at least in large part due to the fact that um, these folks wanted the goods back because it was too dangerous to have Trump running around with this information, which probably explains, too, why it was a big no-no for Trump to have classified information at home, but not a problem for Biden, not a problem for Hillary, not a problem for Pence or anyone else for that matter. All right, friends, back in a moment. Sam Rajovsky here, News Talk 840, KXNT. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, because you deserve what's right. Last night on Fox News, Jesse Waters' program, Matt Taibbi, uh, got into the subject of Trump getting spied on by the intel community. Very good takedown of the Sam Marchofsky News Talk 840 you're listening to the what's right show brought to you by salmon ash injury law because you deserve what's right this is what was said
3: there were two main conclusions that are at the center of our uh, reports one is that at least 26 trump aides and associates were improperly and without predication placed under surveillance in the election year of 2016. and the other one is that these same folks uh, cook the intelligence Uh, for the January 6, 2017 intelligence community assessment saying that Russia conducted an influence campaign to help Donald Trump. Uh, It's a WMD-style story. Uh, They suppressed dissenting opinions and created a false narrative.
0: There it is. Now, one of the other things that's come out from this, incidentally, is that what was manipulated uh, in terms of the intel was Russia wanted Hillary Clinton to become president. I mean, you you tell that to a devoted anti-Trump leftist, and their head will explode. They will think you're absolutely insane. This is something we've all known forever. They didn't want Trump to to they didn't want Trump to become president. Trump was an unknown. Trump was dangerous. Hillary was predictable. The same way that Biden is predictable, and this is why they would much prefer to have Biden as president. And Putin said so the other day. Uh, than Trump. So this is why uh, Matt Taibbi goes on to explain the issue of the missing materials. This was all stuff that perhaps had evidence of this wrongdoing. And now there's a big question mark over it.
3: It's a difficult story because we we, we heard multiple versions of what the binder is, how many binders there are. We heard there are as many as three Um, But we do know a couple of concrete things. Of course, people are aware of the Nunes memo, uh, which led to the investigation of abuses of FISA. We know that there was a report done into the origins of that intelligence community assessment, which supposedly never left a vault on the grounds of Langley. That's like a 17 to 20 page report that was confirmed by multiple sources. Uh, apart from that, we were told there are uh, numerous other investigative materials that may or may not be these binders that stories are referring to. Uh, but we know that there's a lot of stuff that didn't get out, that there, was, <laughs> that there were thousands of hours of investigation and their conclusions have not yet been declassified.
0: Yeah, this is a major problem. Now, let me pull this out for a second, get more 30,000 foot, because this all has to do with Trump and spying on Trump, and how does this affect you and me? I will never forget, uh, let's see, what would be the year? The year was, I was in law school, second year of law school, so that would have been in, um, call it 2012, um, 2012 or so. And I'm sitting in class. My constitutional law professor at the time is someone named Hugh Hewitt. Now I'm sure you've, many of you know who Hugh Hewitt is. Uh, So Hugh at the time had a a radio show, was a very uh, well-known conservative commentator. But as a bonus, he taught law at my law school at Chapman in Orange, California. And we were asked about basically, you know, Sixth Amendment. Um, issues we're talking about the Sixth Amendment and you know right to privacy and warrants and whatnot and um, and 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 he you know we we kind of were discussing it in terms of you know where the Constitution applies and I just this is such a funny thing because I, I I remember this as if it were yesterday and 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 Hugh with such certainty to all of us law students said well if it's in the U S can't do it without a warrant. If it is a phone call or a communication from outside of the U.S. into the U.S., then probably yes. And if it's a communication outside of the borders, end-to-end, be it a letter, be it a data packet, be it voice, whatever, it can be intercepted without a warrant obtained from the court. And, you know, I, I mean, felt like basically very shortly thereafter... Snowden comes forward and and blows a whistle on this entire surveillance program where AT&T and every other telecom company was pumping all of this data straight into the um, NSA mainframe, and you had these independent contractors that Snowden worked for and others who were parsing through this data and spying on Americans day in and day out, and I'm not just talking about Americans, you know, anybody, to the point where it was abused in such a way that you know, you had these contractors were hiring tech-savvy kids, kids, I mean, you know, people in their, let's say, in their 20s, and these, you know, these people would have breakups and whatever and, and or, you know, have a crush, and, and they would spy, you know, this is documented, would be spying on their, you know, their love interest or their ex-girlfriend or whatever, and, and, and the, the ability to penetrate somebody's phone and really go into their most confidential of messages was astonishing. All of this was documented, of course, by Greenwald, Glenn Greenwald the intercept and um, and of course interviewing the subject Edward Snowden. So, you know, the well, and then of course, you know, Carter Page and others who had these FISA warrants gotten very shaky ground. That was that was a problem as well. Right? And well, because it's open to abuses. It's it's these FISA warrants are designed were were put into law to fight what terrorism but they're being used to fight political battles and to spy on on people but the allegation with Trump is that they circumvented all of it they didn't even go to a edward snowden type nsa sweatshop they just went to an outside agency that's not bound by the constitution so for example british intelligence and said hey do us a favor we can't spy on trump you can and Trump said yes. And why this matters is we have a government that is absolutely willing to break the law just to win. And if they're willing to break the law on something as basic and as straightforward as getting a warrant that is a fundamental you know, constitutional requirement, and they're willing to pull on all the stops for that, what else are they willing to do? And by the way, they, yesterday, White House press briefing, they get asked about this, as Jake Sullivan gets asked, he's the National Security Advisor, he goes, they ask him, you know, there's, there's a few amendments to FISA, one of them would require a warrant, every query of lawfully collected data, if that were to pass into bill, would the president veto that bill? Because they, you know, lawmakers want to clip the wings a little bit of, of, of this abusive government. And this is what the Biden administration's official position is.
3: And we need to pay attention. So I'm not in a position to stand here today and make veto threats on behalf of the president. Those are, are, um, you know, decisions for him to make. What I will tell you is that we do not believe that that serves the national security interests of the United States. And in fact, today I will be making that case to a number of members. Uh, that the warrant requirement as conceived is not the best way actually to ensure the protection of the personal privacy of Americans. There are a number of other elements of the bill that we have supported that would reform and update FISA to protect the civil liberties of Americans. But a warrant requirement from our perspective would go too far in undermining the very purpose of FISA. And frankly, it would put victims at risk.
0: Well, oh, victims at risk. Nice. Now we care about violations of the Constitution on behalf of ordinary Americans interesting it's also interesting to be making a case for this just as the spying abuse story of the Trump campaign expands right it used to be once upon a time that the Democratic Party was the party that that what that supported civil liberties it used to be that the ACLU once upon a time supported freedom of speech An assembly, the First Amendment. It used to be, once upon a time, that liberal groups fought for expansions of powers under and rights under the Fifth, Sixth, and Seventh Amendments. And now, today's Democratic Party is what? A fascist, totalitarian seeking regime that spies on their political opponents, uses that dirt to fight them politically, then to try to remove them from office because of course the fruit of all of this bad intel was used as pretext to go after Trump and remove him from office in the first impeachment proceeding, where useful idiots like, I don't know, even my own brother-in-law who was in Congress at the time were gonna vote to impeach Trump. Shut up, you are so wrong, wrong. On the wrong side of history, all of you, little puppets, useful idiots of an abusive regime. And make no mistake about it, if the Republican Party was in power and doing this stuff, I would be loudly, loudly protesting it. Because to me, this is some of the most important stuff that we as Americans must, must fight for. it's It's distinctive of us as a country. Our constitution is worth saving because none of this great American experiment would be in place and so successful were it not for these foundations. And leftists, like all revolutionaries, want to erase foundations, want us dangling in the wind, free to exploit, take advantage of sow seeds of chaos so people like george soros can make a buck it's sick all right friends enough from me today i'll be back tomorrow god willing thank you all for everything that you do without you there is no what's right show i want you to remember that all right be safe out there see you tomorrow